0: Hello there.
1: life day everyone not to be confused with light day like i keep thinking it's called
0: i don't know why you keep thinking that like what that doesn't make any sense
1: i don't know i think it's kind of like in that pussycat doll song uh when i grow up i keep thinking the words are i want to have boobies and not i want to have groupies Mm,
0: got it i was i actually just i'm just now learning that it's not boobies so I, I guess good you already knew good for you
1: it took me years to figure it out so yeah what have you been up to
0: oh you know not a whole lot happy life day everybody um i'm excited that you're all gonna be watching the holiday special when this comes out we'll talk about that a little bit but we're just gonna talk about the trailer because we have not seen it while we're recording this but yeah i had a weird um had a weird skincare um problem earlier this <clears throat> week <laughs> where i uh I got this new, like, zit cream, like, a spot treatment, and I was really excited because it worked really well. Like, I had three zits on my chin, and they went away, like, overnight. I was so pumped. And then I got a little bit too excited, and I, I sort of put it, like, all over my chin and, like, all over my nose. And then and I learned that was not how, that's not how it's supposed to be used.
1: What was the active ingredient?
0: Um, it's it's like benzyl peroxide yes yeah. that's usually
1: what works but it dries the shit out of your skin oh my so you've god been like laura the red-nosed reindeer
0: and chin red nose and chin and i have slept with vaseline slathered on my face i had to put a towel on my pillow to sleep for the last week because my face is slathered in vaseline trying to like make it stop peeling and it's it's helping, but it's not perfect yet, and it's been a week, and so I just am, like, covered in makeup anytime I have to be on camera. Yeah, it
1: works really well. It's just, it, it dries the shit out of your skin. I've been using those, like, acne, like, patches mm-hmm. that you do overnight I've heard of the
0: clear. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they're cool. But, yes, Laura, the um red mouthful region reindeer
0: welcome to life day
1: thank you for gracing us with your presence
0: yeah you're welcome happy to be here (laughs) what's going on with you alice
1: Not much. I mean, I'm starting work Monday, so I'm just prepping for that. Yeah, I deep cleaned my house and started listening to Christmas music. Oh,
0: fuck yeah.
1: Yeah, and then I started remembering weird things from my childhood all of
0: a sudden. Does Christmas music do that for
1: you? Yeah, well, it's Christmas music, and then it was from editing last week, so I said, like, on the air, and I just jumped out to me as being, like, that's stupid because we're not live you know yeah yeah (laughs) but when I was little I had one of those Fisher Price like carrying uh, or portable tape cassette players that also had a microphone connected so you Uh, could record yourself
0: mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: and I've always been really good at talking to myself and entertaining myself (laughs) so I used to play like radio host uh, when I was little and my dad found the cassette one day and I listened to it And I would just be sitting there like... My name is Alice Catherine, and I am not signing off. And then there'd be like a voice so that would be the boss. And, you know, it'd be like, no boss, I'm not done yet. You know, and then oh I would just God. keep jibber jabbering. And, you know, like I went to University Methodist Preschool and we did this song and it's called The Three Little Pigs. You know, it was just on and on and on. And it just kind of made me laugh because I vividly remember picturing, you know how in old cartoons, when people are on stage and they're trying to get them off, there's, like, a really long cane that they try to, like, oh yeah. catch them with and drag them back. Bugs
0: Bunny style. <laughs> yeah, that's what was
1: going on in my head. Um, but I'm not finished, boss.
0: So what you're saying is that you've always been destined to be a podcaster.
1: You know what? I guess. I was a sassy little four-year-old. I love that. When I was playing in my room on just talking into a shitty microphone on a Fisher-Price <laughs> play set. But, yeah. But you know what? Now we're not talking on shitty microphones with a Fisher-Price playset.
0: <laughs> These are quite nice microphones, if I do say so myself.
1: I agree. And we're not just making up random radio stories, because this is Force Toast, a Star Wars happy hour. Yay!
0: Yay! It's November 14th. You're listening to episode 48, and my name is Laura.
1: I'm Alice yeah welcome holler 48 oh man we're so close to 50 i can't wait because we're definitely singing mariah carey for bloopers uh okay (laughs) happy hour it's it's been decided okay this is the way
0: okay this is the way
1: yep this is the way what are we drinking
0: okay i've got two i'm like already double fisting because i'm just prepared like that um also because this drink is like ridiculously small so i needed to make sure that i'm like prepared for when i finish it in five minutes can you see this
1: Oh, yeah. It's because you have too much ice.
0: Well, it's because we bought these, like, little pre-made cocktails from um, the cocktail bar down the street. I live, like, right down the street from, like, one of the best tiki bars in the city. And so they make these really amazing drinks. And this one is called the Cosmo Ho Ho. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all of their drinks are holiday themed right now and I'm fucking here for it. It's really fun when they're actually like open because you they like completely deck out the entire tiki bar and Christmas decorations and lights and shit. It's so fucking fun.
1: But oh, I love that. Like
0: Butch McGuire's. Yeah, yeah, like that. But they only do it for Christmas. I think Butch Maguire's is like that all the time. This is dry London, dry gin, curacao, allspice, lemon, spiced cranberry, lemon. Herb Stura? I don't know what that even is, but (laughs) it's—I don't know—it's, but it's very, very good. It's mildly Christmassy, but it's just very small, (laughs) and it's called Christmas Ho? It's called Cosmo Ho Ho. (laughs) it's delightful if you're ever in chicago friends when it's not a pandemic please go to lost lake it's really fun you won't be disappointed i promise
1: yes unless you ask for a banana dolphin and they don't give you one i want a banana dolphin.
0: if it's a seasonal thing and they don't have it then you might be disappointed like alice yeah yeah what are you drinking i'm going old school today
1: hmm It's a course, like Oh
0: my god, I knew it. Call I was gonna, boy. I was gonna guess. I was gonna guess and I was like, no, just let her have this. It's fine. Oh my god. And that is a huge beer. I should give you these two glasses that I bought or that I have. I have these beer glasses that are so freaking huge. They hold, I actually just measured today. Don't ask me why. They hold 24 <laughs> ounces of liquid. That's three cups of liquid that they hold. This is two
1: beers. It's, one pint and eight ounces it is 24 ounces yeah
0: Yeah. there it is so yeah if you want new glasses and you want one a glass like a big sort of fancy beer glass that'll hold all of that i can give you two of them but you have a lot of glasses your shit's pretty full i've seen your cabinets
1: yeah and you know i like cans i like to be as like unclassy as possible
0: yeah I am surprised that you don't have like a koozie. Do you have like a giant collection of koozies?
1: I do have a lot of koozies. I have my favorite one is beaver fur.
0: I have one of those. <laughs> Mine, except mine's not real b- beaver. It's supposed to be like Chewbacca. It's not made from real Chewbacca, just to be clear. It, but it is, it has like his bandolier and everything on it. Yeah,
1: mine's actual beaver. The animal, not a human. Get your minds <laughs> out of the gutter, people.
0: Stop saying beaver. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Well, you should get one because that's that's a huge beer. It's going to take you a while to drink it, but that's okay. That'll
1: be fun. Well, what I like about the Coors Lights cans, too, is you can tell how cold it is by the color of the Rockies. Yeah. It's a special thing.
0: Some of us on this podcast are easily amused. Shiny things. Things that turn Ooh. blue. <laughs> yeah.
1: Color changing. I know. What if I drank out of one of those beer helmets?
0: Um, you could. That's an option. I did think about how everybody should have one of those when they go to like out to a restaurant or something so that they can just have it tucked into their mask and they don't have to take their mask off to drink.
1: Yeah. Like a weird hole of some sort. Yeah. Too, I thought about I, that unfortunately has also crossed my mind because we're there
0: (laughs) we are there (laughs) that's where we're at
1: (laughs) all right housekeeping so last night on the 13th we got to chat with molly and alex on star wars explained about the heiress and it was so much fun
0: Oh my God, you guys, we're going to talk about um, chapter 11 of The Mandalorian, which is called The Heiress and how much we loved it. But we also got to talk about it with Alex and Molly for like, it was almost an hour and a half. The live stream went a little bit long, which is fine because we were having fun. So definitely check that out on their channel. That was again, November 13th. And um it we were very honored and very excited to be invited to on their show. It was it was a very grand time.
1: Yeah. And I, I couldn't believe when they brought it up that we had met like a year ago in I person. Know. It was kind of our anniversary.
0: Yeah. We partied with Alex and Molly. um spectacular before and after um when we went to LA for the for the down, It was a good time. That was fun. Yeah. That was a really fun weekend. Like I was I remember being very angry and upset because I lost, which happens, but at, at the time I remember
1: being upset because I lost my job
0: oh yeah yeah there was also that Alice had just gotten laid off like the day before we left um so th- th- there was we were also staying in an Airbnb that was like pretty much right on skid row which is a little sketchy but uh-huh. it was still a nice Airbnb but overall I was just like I fucking I, I fucking hate LA you guys like I don't understand how like anybody lives there it was fine to visit because we had people there and we had friends there but I was just like I would never mm-hmm. fucking come here if I didn't have friends here I know right it's awful like, I
1: hate it's burbank was pretty nice yeah
0: i hung out in this starbucks like all day in burbank um in october when we were there for the first showdown that and that was really fun i was like this is a really nice little little downtown burbank starbucks feels so fancy (laughs) but that's pretty much all i saw of the la area on that trip i got i went from the airport to burbank to the Down, and then home again.
1: Yeah, that was a quick one. Mm-hmm. I, that's where I discovered RuPaul with my friend. So uh, that was a good trip.
0: Yeah, for many reasons. So yeah, Star Wars explained I think is the only thing we have in housekeeping. Um, the Jedi Way we talked about the Star Wars Holiday Special trailer. John and I talked about it on our last episode, which is really fun. And we're gonna t- I think Alice and I are gonna talk about it more. Do we have anything in Caravan of Corrections, Alice?
1: Oh, we do. Laura, you have a correction. Kind I
0: of. do. You guys, I fucked up. Okay, so last episode I talked about how I thought when Boba Fett fell into the um rancor pit in return of the jedi that he had his pulse rifle with him um he did not i was mistaken and so i i went back and actually watched and confirmed you know he did not so i mean jury's still out on how the fuck he got out of the sarlacc pit we're three episodes into the mandalorian season two we still don't know um anything further about his story so
1: maybe he tasted real bad yeah camino clone stuff just has something like really nasty it's like that ipecat Syrup,
0: or whatever yeah. you see in
1: movies that people put to make people throw up.
0: Yeah, the sarlacc was like, you know what? Out with this. Can't, yeah. I can't. It's like, <laughs> or maybe the sarlacc is like me and it had just started taking magnesium regularly because it needs to improve its circulation. And magnesium, as it turns out, has not great effects on one's digestive system. It's not, it's not great. It's pretty ugly don't recommend. Oh,
1: before you said that, I was about to say, huh, maybe that sounds like something I should take. Pass.
0: Yeah, don't recommend. Um, <laughs> or, I might need to like just cut back. I don't know. Yesterday was an adventurous day. Um, So don't recommend I'm not going to do it again. Um, but I yeah, my, my chiropractor <laughs> was like, we need to get you to like relax, like maybe like improve your sleep, improve your circulation, magnesium will help with that. I was like, dope, not a good situation. Anyway, What else do we have in this crate Dragon thing?
1: Okay, so our buddy Andy sent us a link about crate Dragon Pearl because we were a little confused about it, and it's from Legends. Might I read the information? Please do. It's very cool. Okay. It's kind of like they lifted, or based on this Wikipedia article, it's kind of like they're lifting a lot from Legends, it kind of sounds like, but... If you just Google "crate Dragon Pearl, it'll come up. So they were lustrous colored stones found in the last chamber of the gizzard of crate Dragons. They were used to help crush food eaten by them and over time became rounded because of how much they moved around. Could you just picture them jingling like those like meditation balls? Mm -hmm. That's what I picture Mm -hmm. inside, but pearl. I like it. Uh, They could be found in different colors and... Mm-mm. They could be used in a lightsaber if properly cleaned, prepared and and installed, but it was a difficult task. Ooh. They're exceptionally valuable uh by the public. Easily worth upwards of a hundred thousand credits each, as well as proof a person had killed a crate dragon, which to the Tuscans is a sign of bravery. So, there's actually like a picture on here of a Tuscan like holding up a pearl, or I guess, it, yeah, just like, oh, it's mine, Simba, <laughs> you know. Um, just a fun fact uh, an owner of one of these pearls was Revan, who gets mentioned a lot as someone that people hope to come back, yeah. Or to, hope to come into canon at some point yeah um and
0: yeah our friend andy sent us that article um the link to that article just so that we would we would have that point of reference so thank you andy for sending that and yeah that was that's very informative we probably should have thought to look it up ourselves but the more you know now we know well
1: it could have just been a brand new thing you know Sure. So I guess we could start Googling, but it's more fun when people tell us stuff sometimes.
0: I know, right? Why start now? (laughs) Yeah. Why
1: put in any work? Right. Come on. (laughs) All right. (laughs) News. So we have a little bit about The Mandalorian.
0: Yeah, we've got a couple of items here. Um, If anybody follows Janina Gavankar... I'm sorry, I don't actually know how to pronounce her name. Um, She's the actress that plays Item Versio in Battlefront 2. But she teased on Twitter yesterday when this new episode of The Mandalorian came out, Chapter 11, that she'd had some involvement with the episode. And uh, we were talking about it with Alex and Molly on Star Wars Explained... Um, trying to basically speculating about what in the world it was. But I think while we were on the stream, IGN dropped an article because they had a phone interview with Janina. And she basically was like, oh, as it turns out, I'm actually one of the puppeteers that worked on the Mon Calamari um, that were in this episode. So she actually operated the nostrils of one of the Mon Calamari in the episode, which is just the most hilarious random thing I've ever heard.
1: <laughs> how do you think that gets referenced on IMDb?
0: I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, it might just be puppeteer. I think that's um, that might be how it goes. But
1: I, I want a detail. Yeah. Let me see real quick.
0: Yeah. No. But as it as it turns out, um, she's really good friends with a guy that runs like a special effects shop and his name is I don't know how to pronounce his name either you guys it's Frank Ippolito I think and so he works with Lucasfilm does a lot of um I think he must do some you know special effects stuff puppeteer stuff with them and so she was randomly around and decided to help I guess he's the owner and of this company and he was inside one of the mandel or one of the Mon Calamari like suits and so she was running the nostrils of the Mon Calamari
1: uh which is fucking awesome. I know it is. She's not listed in the cast.
0: So. Uh, uncredited um, puppeteering by Gina Gavankar. Yeah. I don't know if I mentioned this. I was talking about... Um, the apple tv series that i'm really into the morning show she's in that mm-hmm. show did i mention that really? she's in it yeah it's like a very sort of it's not even supporting it's more like featured like she's not in it very much but i remember seeing her and being like oh that girl looks really familiar what do i know her from and then i was like of course star wars oh nice yeah
1: yeah yeah you've said so many good things about that show it's
0: it's so fucking good i can't wait she just i think she just did an interview recently where she talked about something about season 2 um and how they they filmed it so yay for that but yeah She's got uh, multiple talents. Apparently, she's a puppeteer as well.
1: Sweet. Why not? I mean, gotta
0: hustle. I know. Gotta keep whatever. It, gotta <laughs> keep it fresh.
1: Yeah. Maybe that was her way of like flirting with homeboy. You know, she's like, "Hey, do you need some help with that nostril?"
0: <laughs> it's that kind of relationship. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. That's, that's how you pick. That's how you pick up dudes. Is you offer to help them. With their nostrils. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. As evidenced by Star Wars. Yeah. So then there's another thing floating around that Mando's unofficially greenlit for season three. That was never a question in my mind that it wouldn't be.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we've kind of heard a little bit about this. Like we've heard sort of rumblings of like, oh, they're already working on it. But I, I kept seeing it. It was like over and over this week. And part of it was because Deadline dropped a lot of like Mandalorian-esque scoops and then there were some other things that they talked about too that we'll get into but that was part of what they said was that it had been unofficially greenlit and that pre-production is already in process but there wasn't there's not really any word unfortunately of when it's going to come out because they're thinking that they can get started on filming this is all rumor you guys this is you know from from deadline I think that they can hopefully start filming before the end of the year but who knows what, with COVID because, like, we're all in such a bad spot in the U.S. And I think they, they film most, if not everything, in the U.S. for Mando.
1: Yeah. yeah. And I mean, we did have that article a while back with um, Juan Carlos Esposito. And he had even mentioned in it, like, oh, just wait for season three or season, like, something crazy. Yeah. Like, wait for season future I think
0: he said something like, that's when you'll get answers. It's like seasons three and four. Yeah, so, there's that.
1: Uh, And then, also Deadline, reporting some sort of spinoff series for Mandalorian. Who knows? Yeah. I just, I don't care. We have so many TV shows coming up that I just kind of...
0: (sighs) One thing at a time. Pump the brakes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'm not really in any hurry to get anything spun off of The Mandalorian. Though there is some speculation that it could be something related to Bo-Katan, could be something related to Boba Fett. Clearly, we don't really give a shit about the second option there, but I I, I am fully on board if they are going to spin off a Bo-Katan live action series with Katie Sackhoff. Like, you had... I am so here for that. Oh my god.
1: Yeah. And let's see... Carl Weathers gets to direct Chapter Twelve. Is that this coming? This coming
0: episode. Episode, yes, it is. The yeah. <laughs> it is it will be the episode that is coming out on Friday when you're hearing this. So it'll be out on November twentieth. He's directing that episode, and yeah, that'll be really exciting. So I think we can probably expect to see Grief Cargo return in that episode, and I have a feeling that we probably will still not be seeing much of. I doubt we're gonna circle back to the Boba Fett, like, stuff in Episode 4. I doubt we're gonna make it to Ahsoka, which was referenced in... God, I probably shouldn't... I should be giving a spoiler warning for Episode 3 of Mandalorian. But I, I doubt that we're gonna be continuing directly after the events of what happened in, in Episode 3 in, in kind of... J- there's gonna be another distraction, is what I'm talking about. Mandalorian has a lot of distraction episodes, and I have a feeling this is gonna be one of them.
1: Yeah, I agree. Or, like... I feel like we're going to follow that format of, here, we're meeting random people. Goodbye! And then they all kind of come together at the end, so maybe we'll be meeting brand new people. Um, Carl Weathers involved, I'd imagine that his character would be in it. Yeah. Mwah. yeah. I still want them to have little previews, just like 10-second snippets, you know?
0: Yeah, or even like an image. Like, show me a couple episodes stills, at the very yeah. least. I would also prefer a preview, but... I, I guess it's fine.
1: Just, like, a little 10-second, like, next week on The Mandalorian. I feel like that'd be so much more fun to watch than five minutes of credits that's just, like, a hundred languages and everyone who talks and everyone.
0: Yeah. I would like a little bit more action on that part, too. Like, I get why they're not doing it, but I'm also like, come on. Like, every other show did this. Like, what? what's your problem? I know it's not that a, a problem with the budget. Like, that you can't tell me that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But still, it's. I, I really do like that we're always surprised. We have inklings of things. We don't know, like, where anything's going, how anything's going to happen, what's going on. Like
0: We don't even know who's directing which episodes. Like, this is the first confirmation, I think. I guess we, I think we know who's directing the the finale. I feel like that information came out. And that we know Filoni's directing. Maybe we did know. I guess maybe we did find out. I just don't remember reading it that we didn't know.
1: No, because we looked and we couldn't find anything. And it looked like it was all Favreau and Filoni or something Mm -hmm. Um, weird. I don't think. Like Bryce Dallas Howard, this past week was a surprise to me when I saw the name because I hadn't seen it anywhere before. Well,
0: I kind of like that too. I kind of like watching the episode and not knowing who was fully responsible for all of the story.
1: Yeah, it was a nice little like, ooh, okay.
0: Yeah. Da-da-da.
1: Yeah. Okay, and that's it with coming upcoming Mando news. I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll dive into episodes two and three and our thoughts, um, in our recap on tap segment, but to sort of. J- Follow up with more news that we've we've seen this week or the last two weeks. There was some information that just dropped, I think this was like right after our last episode came out, but there was an interview that dropped with Leslie Headland. And so she's the one who's gonna be directing this live-action female-led Star Wars series that we've been hearing about. This information is pretty much confirmed it out there. I can't remember if Lucasfilm actually confirmed it or not, but it, she's out there doing interviews, so they must have confirmed it at some point. But she did an interview with this podcast or with this YouTube show. called. um The channel's called Fantastic Frankie. I'm sorry, I don't know the actual name of the show, but if you Google that, you should be able to find it. But basically, it was like a 45-minute interview with Leslie Headland, and it was really, really good.
1: Yeah, I didn't listen to it. I like that... um I just like I feel like we're so inundated inundated with TV, you know, because yes. Mand- Mandian, oh my gosh, Mando, Cassian, Obi Wan, <laughs> Mandian, <laughs> Bad Batch. It's a portmanteau because Cassian and Mando are gonna bang. Yep. No. Um. You know, we have Bad Batch. There's rumored Rebel sequel. So I mean, that alone—that's uh, five shows already, and then we're adding a sixth. I do really want to see what she does, and I'm excited about having something new, because mm-hmm. we're not really getting anything at this point new. Mando's new, but it's past the first season already. Well,
0: and all of the episodes of The Mandalorian are going to be out before the end of 2020, and then I we don't know of anything that's ready to be, like, released at the beginning of 2021 so how long is this dry spell going to be before we get something you know that's my big question
1: yeah because filming of Kenobi starting in the spring yeah do we know about filming of Cassian
0: no I I feel like I just read something that also recently that also mentioned this spring but I I couldn't tell you for sure like
1: how are they doing this animation was probably the easiest thing to push through but there's also the Marvel series are coming up and I think that's maybe what they're banking on because WandaVision I'm actually excited to watch because I like The Big Little Olsen.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's January. I think that drops. Um, mm-hmm. So that'll be exciting. I guess we'll get something. But in terms of like specifically Star Wars, I think we're going to have a bit of a dry spell. Though we will have High Republic books coming out in at the beginning of the year in 2021. <sighs> yeah but I I want to just to go through this I want to link to this um this interview that was on YouTube in our show notes because it was so good and I really enjoyed actually getting to know who Leslie Headland is as a person because I feel like I don't like it was 45 minutes of her just being herself which was really refreshing because like I don't really know who J.J. Abrams is I don't really know who Ryan Johnson is I hadn't sat down and watched them do like one of these super long form interviews talking about the process mm-hmm. and that's all with the that's like, totally what this was. So around, like, the 20-minute mark of this interview, they start talking a lot about Star Wars and about how this is, like her dream job, and how she went and saw the prequels in theaters, you know, at the midnight premieres when she was in her 20s, and she read the Timothy Zahn books, and she actually name-dropped Star Wars Explained and said that she watches the canon updates, and I was just, I had to, like, send a message to Alex and be like, did you know this? And he was like, yeah, somebody told me last week. But I just really enjoyed, <laughs> I just, like, really enjoyed that little tidbit. I was just like, oh my god, how cool is that, that, like, to know that she actually watches that and, like, listens to to their information. I just thought that was great.
1: That is really awesome. Yeah. She- I mean, that just... Gives her so much more of an idea of what she can play with, yes. I think.
0: Yeah, she talked a lot about, like, she actually, like, held up a couple of, like, Star Wars reference books she has. Like, one of them is called Star Wars The Essential Atlas that I'm not familiar with. But she talked a lot about how, like, the sort of big stories that they're at, the big questions that they're asking in their planning process is, like, where are we in the universe? Who's on this planet? What do we know about them? And, like, what can we understand about, like, the economic situation of this Place that we're in, and like how does that dovetail into like the story as a whole? And she talked a lot about like sort of wanting to comb through Star Wars, like in a geographic sense, not so much in like a cinematic sense, and not really wanting to like put you know, I guess, put too much stock into what's going on in the movies because it sounds like she's going to be in like a very different timeline, very different area, um, that we maybe haven't seen before, which is I think really exciting. And it was. Yeah, I highly recommend checking out this interview. I just think it was so great and so refreshing getting to like hear her speak about her experiences.
1: If she avoids sand planets, I think I'll cry. (laughs)
0: exactly i think everyone will be a little (laughs) bit relieved if it's just literally anything else
1: (laughs) yeah like can't we get more creative people Mm -hmm. i want felucia in real life
0: exactly i want to see dr seussville in star wars aka felucia give me that
1: i want naboo again give me naboo
0: yeah there was a lot of like there were a couple mentions of like an indiana jones sort of inspiration that's going into her show which i think led a lot of people to suspect that it's going to have something to do with afra but if, mm-hmm. if this whole show is taking place in a different timeline and in a different place than what we're already familiar with, why would Afro be involved? She's already, yeah. she's existing in like the time of the, you know, the age of the rebellion. Like, it sounds like we're going to be pretty far outside of that, I think.
1: Yeah, and there's also a lot of mention of martial arts.
0: Yes, which I think had also people thinking, like, maybe something Ahsoka-related. But again, I'm like, unless Togruta's are living really, really long lives, I don't know if... It, I think we're going to be out of that time timeline, too.
1: What if it's... Okay, okay, hear me out. Okay. Do you remember in the Clone Wars, in um, uh, Jar Jar's girlfriend, Julia?
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I remember, like, the room they made out in, it kind of looked like a... Is dojo the right word?
0: Yeah, I think so.
1: Yeah, it kind of looks like that. Maybe they do karate there, and we see, like, the Gungan-adjacent species. It's about them, because they do martial arts, assuming, just from that one room that they made out in.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Would you hope for this to be set, like, way, way after sequel, before High Republic, kind of in the wild... Uh, fuck what the fuck in wild space during the saga
0: you know n- now that you mention wild space during the saga she did mention that specifically that she read the timothys on like Thrawn books when they were coming out in the 90s and that now you say that i'm like i wonder if it's If it's going to be something in, like, wild space.
1: What if it's all Chiss? Because they do love the martial arts-ing. Yeah. That's how they date.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That's their love language.
1: (laughs) So, guys, from today's episode, here's what you need to do to hook a partner. Mm -hmm. You offer to help with nostrils. Yes. And then you say, want to fight? yeah martial art
0: style fight me bitch let's do it yeah
1: yeah take the earrings off that's very important hair up that way they can't pull it and uh good to go
0: hook line and sinker that's how you get them
1: boom <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right that's all i got in the leslie headland series but it was really nice to get a lot of information about that series and about her she talked a lot about russian doll which we obviously love because it was so fucking good and it was yeah a great interview highly recommend we'll definitely link to it in our show description nice should we talk about the star wars holiday special because we got the trailer but we only had stills i think as of our last episode yeah like the trailer dropped. The day our episode came out, I think.
1: <laughs> I think so, too. And it's so fucking cute. And I'm so sad that we're not going to be able to talk about it in time. I know. We're going to wake up and be like, hey, here's a new episode. And Holiday Special came out, but <laughs> we're not talking about it for two
0: weeks. Sorry. Yeah, sorry about that.
1: I am in love with this trailer on YouTube. I laughed my ass off. It's so cute. It's so funny. And it just... I think one of my favorite parts is the gift from Vader to Palpatine and it's it's galaxy's greatest emperor or something <laughs> and he's just like fuck this and then throws it behind his head and for some reason R2's there and um it, it's just it's so fucking there's so many fun little moments in it like uh I think also the one that jumped out to me is was it Akbar giving Lando a present and or was it aftab i don't know but uh lando's like oh man i hope it's a cape i hope it's a cape i hope it's a cape and then he opens it up and starts lifting it out and he goes it's a wrap
0: (laughs) i'm pretty sure it's admiral akbar just because just based on how the voice sounded but it was like (laughs) fantastic i mean that was like top notch i am here for it like silly star wars lego humor
1: Oh, yeah. It's just going to be over the top. I mean, the magic crystal and then there's like this time wormhole where like every single Lego minifig that's ever been created just falls out of it on Tatooine. I mean, what more could we want? Well, it looks
0: very much like the world between worlds The like spinning circle like is very reminiscent of that, I think, of the entrance to the temple. So I have a feeling that that's going to be tied in a little bit, too.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited and like seeing Rey with her yellow lightsaber is fun. Um, and we still don't know da- who's voicing her, do we?
0: No, I don't think so. It's it's definitely not Daisy. It doesn't sound like her at all. But yeah, the, the idea of like Poe wearing the Christmas sweater and he's like preparing a feast and Yoda starts the narration. He's like, twas the night before life day. And I was like, you had me at the music in the beginning of the trailer, which it starts with like the Nutcracker suite. And then it goes in, it switches into the John Williams score of Home Alone. And I am so fucking here for that. I loved it so much. Um, I love the idea of Kylo Ren meeting Palpatine. Like, what the fuck?
1: <laughs> and shirtless Kylo Ren at that. Yes. Oh, my God. So amazing. So we haven't... I just looked up the cast again to this, and I think there maybe have been some updates. Did we know that Matt Lanner was doing Anakin?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that was okay. released.
1: And Tom Kane is listed as both Qui-Gon and Yoda.
0: Yeah, that checks out. That's cool.
1: Okay. I couldn't recall hearing anything about Qui-Gon before, so that'll be nice to see him again.
0: I know. Exactly. That's kind of fun. It's like
1: Liam Neeson.
0: Why are you so lazy? Yeah. Why can't you come be a Lego minifig? What's your problem?
1: All you have to do is, like, talk into something for probably five minutes and then right? email
0: it. Exactly. It's not hard. We do it all the time.
1: Yeah. We can figure it out. We're not professionals and we don't have assistants or anything like that.
0: Nope. 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 <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: okay but yeah i'm i'm super stoked i can't wait to watch it tuesday and i'm just now realizing like it's really hitting me hard today that my freedoms are gone and i won't be able to just wake up and watch star wars whenever i feel like it because work (sighs) gotta work work work
0: work yeah it's not gonna be it's not gonna be smooth sailing anymore you gotta spend nine hours of your day you know, not doing what you want to do.
1: <laughs> no, did I tell you I found out today the whole office closes the whole last week of December?
0: Oh, dope. That's fucking cool. Good And for we you. get First
1: Fridays off.
0: What? I have heard of that, actually. I was just reading up on something the other day because I was just like, what benefits can we be providing to our staff to make people happy because everyone's going to start getting sad now that's winter? Um, And I did read that that was a common thing that a lot of people, a lot of places are doing first Friday of the month. Everyone just gets the day off no matter what. But that's really cool that you get the last week of December off. I think Rose has that, too. They do, like, there's basically just nothing happening that whole last week.
1: It's weird.
0: I know. Unfortunately, I actually do have to, like, do work that week, which fucking is so annoying. But it's really nice that we're remote because normally I have to go in and like print a bunch of stuff and mail it out to people that week. And now I just have, I get to do it all via email. So nice. Yeah. I'll take it. Holiday. Yep. Celebrate.
1: (laughs) It will be. So nice.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We may have been in like slightly different keys, but it's fine. Just get excited for Mariah Carey at the end of the episode, guys. (laughs)
1: <laughs> no next episode oh fi- or do you want to do 50? 50 it'll be
0: 50 okay everyone it'll you be know. episode 50
1: yeah. so this is just a dry run yeah that was
0: practice gird your loins everyone it's gonna be fantastic should we talk about <laughs> books
1: <laughs> yeah books yay um so there is a giant book that came out and i didn't really uh care too much I mean, I, I, read into, I read about it, but I didn't really care too much about its existence.
0: Which is interesting to me, because I kind of thought you'd be pumped about this. It's called The Star Wars Archives, 1999 through 2005, and it's all about the making of the, tre- the prequel trilogy, but it also includes, like, making of details of the special editions of the original trilogy, too. It was kind of a fun read to, to read about this. There is... I found an unboxing video on YouTube <laughs> of the author unboxing the actual book which is gigantic. You guys We're talking like, even by like coffee table book standards, this book is huge. It's 600 pages long and it's so freaking big. But the author, Paul Duncan did this like 20 minute video where he talks about the different segments in it. And it was, uh, it was kind of cute. But it's going to be, I think it's going to be a sort of collector's item because the Amazon price right now is listed as $150, which I'm like, sir, for a book, Really? Is this the one that's glittery? Um maybe it was a little sparkly, I don't remember. There's a red glittery one. Yeah, it was red. Um so maybe it, it did have a little bit of sparkle to it. But and there's another one. There's one for the original trilogy that's like the Star Wars Archives 1977 through 83. And I, I that one was, was listed as a really high price on on Amazon too, but yeah, apparently this book is already out in the UK. You can actually buy it already in the UK. Um but like this the author got like access to like the archives at Lucasfilm. The archives at Skywalker Ranch. Like, every he got access to everything. George Lucas writes a foreword. Like, this is an official thing about sort of the making of those movies.
1: I mean, it looks cool, but 150 bucks is a lot. And I don't have room for books. I've been trying to Marie Kondo things. Yeah. I just, I can't do, I can't do it because I probably wouldn't even open it much. It would collect dust. Like, my, uh, the... Skywalker saga coffee book I've Mm. barely opened it and I just put it away in a shelf thing um what's the word it's a shelf with doors like doors you can see through
0: oh I don't know is it like an entertainment center like a console table or something
1: yeah something like that I put my tv on it but yeah yeah
0: entertainment Dumbest center question. I think is the is the word you're looking for but yeah I mean if you so if you have like a friend who's really 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 into the prequels and really into behind the scenes stuff and you want to get them a very nice collector's item for Christmas um and you are flushed with cash then by all means uh this might be a fun holiday gift for someone but yeah it's a pretty it, it was so obnoxiously big when he opened the box I was just like now is he a very small human Or, like, is this to scale, or is he, he's a regular, no, it's, he's a regular size human and it's just a fucking huge book. So, right on. (laughs) Crazy. Crazy. Yeah.
1: And last in book, which I'm very, very excited about, um, the, or Del Rey Star Wars posted a tweet that through this Saturday they're going to be posting chapters of Light of the Jedi, so chapters 1 through 8 will be available at a specific link, and they're going to be available forever, so you don't have to worry about speed reading it. And, uh, yeah, I haven't had a t- chance to read it, but I fucking will.
0: That was my question is if you had read it, because chapters 1 through 6 are already out there, or is it 1 through 8?
1: I think it's 1 through 6, and they're releasing 7 and 8 tomorrow.
0: Oh, okay. So by the time this comes out, the first eight will be there. Um, We'll have the link to the site where you can find it. It's not an advanced reader thing. This is the thing that's public to everyone. So we'll post the link if people want to go get a taste of The Light of the Jedi. This is the first book that will be part of the... The launch of the High Republic. It's supposed to come out in December, er, uh, January. So that's really exciting. I'm excited to read it. I did, I did start it, but I wondered if you had actually powered through it yet.
1: Oh yeah, I'm really curious to see the writing style. Yes. um, Of Homeboy.
0: Yeah, I'm pumped. It's great that it's Charles Soule that's kicking it off. I think it's gonna. I really do think this is that book is gonna be a win, and I'm so excited that they're like putting the the sort of previews out there. And it's crazy. I can't believe that they're doing so much of it. Like it's crazy to me Mm -hmm. that it's not just like. A chapter or two here and there, like they normally do for for new stuff. It's it's like the I don't know how many chapters there are, but it sounds it could be end up being like a third of or a fourth of the book or something.
1: Yeah, you're right. You know, and these were originally supposed to come out in July or August.
0: Yeah, yeah. right,
1: like before celebration. So maybe they're just trying to. Maybe it's twofold. Maybe it's they're trying to pump up the marketing and interest for it to remind yeah. people, and then also like entice is another thing but maybe what's in some of these chapters helps with if you read you know the young reader book uh, that i think justine ireland is doing
0: yeah test of courage
1: yeah yeah so maybe some of this information is just basic and useful for everything else that's going to be out there i don't know but i am so shocked they're giving us this much and I will be reading it. I'm going to read this next before I even bother finishing from a certain point of view.
0: Yeah, we'll get into a certain point of view because I am taking my sweet uh, time on that too.
1: <laughs> Uh-huh. All right. So next up will be recap on tap. We're going to take a break and BRB. <laughs> And we're back. Yes. Recap on tap. Spoilers abound. So check the timestamps if you don't want to be spoiled or probably skip through 20 minutes. I don't know. And uh, let's do this. So we've had episodes two and three, which are chapters 10 and 11, The Passenger and The Heiress. So let's start with The Passenger. What do you think, Laura?
0: Yeah, so this was um this was sort of a controversial episode in a, in a lot of ways. My major reaction when I was watching it was that there should have been some sort of like content warning for arachnophobes on this episode <laughs> because this was legitimately like 1990s arachnophobia starring Jeff Daniels meets Star Wars. I mean, this was it was pretty fucking sick actually. I was like I am grossed out. And I guess it kind of makes sense that it was the director of Ant-Man That got the bug forward episode, but like fucking ew.
1: (laughs) I know, so gross. I hate spider things because you know what? I think it was a house spider, like little tiny jumpy ones. Mm -hmm. The reason I thought I had Lyme disease last year, I think it was because one of those.
0: Wait, did you figure out that you never had Lyme disease?
1: Correct. Well, they don't know.
0: Oh my God, they still don't know.
1: No, they never could figure it out, but I think it's those house spiders, so I really Ew, fucking what? hate spiders. Um, But basically, the plot is, or kind of the two-sentence go around, Mando is peacing out from Tatooine, looking for Mandos. Amy Staris is like, hey, my friend will show you where they are. You just have to take her on a trip. <laughs> and it's Frog Lady. all hail Frog Lady. We love her. Yes. They are traveling to planet, get pulled over by New Republic X-Wing people, kind of, mm-hmm. and then crash and things happen that aren't positive and then... The New Republic people are kind of dicks. Yeah, and then they leave the planet.
0: Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty much it. There's, it's very much like a, like a, it's another distraction episode. The Mandalorian has a mission. He gets distracted from his mission by some sort of local issue and it's another one of those episode one of season two was like that too but yeah this this you know it was a fun episode it was very short if i recall or no it wasn't as short as episode three it was episode three that ended up being the really short one mm-hmm. but we had the dave filoni cameo as the new republic x-wing pilot one of them the other one was na- his name was wolf which i think is fun i don't know if i remembered that from season one that dave filoni had a had a name. Uh, the oh. other one was was Carson, who was played by an actor that's on a show called Kim's Convenience, which I've never seen hmm. and hadn't heard of. But people were really excited to see him, I think. Yeah. And we had um, there was there were some weird components to the score in that episode. Like, I felt like there were some like sort of almost Christmassy light chimes type of stuff like the score of the season is very different it's very varied I think compared to like season one which was a lot more consistent in its sort of themes they're they're branching out a little bit with season two which I sort of appreciate but it was kind of weird it was a little more like John Williamsy, actually which I thought was fun
1: huh interesting I haven't the score's not something that I've paid attention to really or noted so I'll have to think on it more next time I watch.
0: It's a lot more subtle than this episode, in episode two.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Huh.
1: Interesting. And then this episode did have a little bit of controversy with the baby eating the uh, eggs. Mm-hmm. What was your first reaction to that? Because mine was, mine was like, ha ha, he's eating something. But then I was also like, oh cringe. Why is he eating the eggs There aren't many babies left?
0: I know. So that was kind of my my initial impression, too. Like, at first I thought it was funny when it was just one, but they just kept doing it. They kept cutting back and doing this same gag over and over again, pun intended, and I, I just... It wasn't it wasn't landing for me the, like the second, third, and fourth time they did it. Mm-hmm. I'm just like it was funny first. you guys are, are you're banging it into the ground and I'm not here for it. And a lot of people, I think were a little bit triggered by it. There was some discussion about how, you know, anybody who struggled with infertility, you know, hearing this frog lady's story about how this is her last chance to get her eggs fertilized and have children. It's like, but th- the other component for me was that we don't know that she doesn't already have a bunch of children. this may have just been like a you know, a new litter if you will. It also wasn't like, you know, I, I've i seen the word genocide thrown out there a lot, which I don't think is fair. We don't know that they're the last of their species. They're just a husband and wife that have been separated. They're living on different planets. They talk about how there's another planet that's hospitable to her, the species. That doesn't mean that they're the last of them. So I, I think, I don't know, I, I get that. I, I can have empathy for the people that were a little bit triggered by this. I totally understand that. It didn't offend me. What does offend me is how literally official creative executives from Lucasfilm were out here defending this. But at the same time, nobody ever came out to speak out in support of John Boyega when he brought up the fact that racism is still running rampant in the film industry mm-hmm. and at Disney and at Star Wars. So I'm just yeah. like, cool. So this is the battle that you're going to pick up and fight in and instead of this other far more important issue. You're going to come out and defend this joke that some people found tasteless. And not defend your own star of your own film franchise.
1: Yeah. I mean, fertility issues can be very traumatic and stressful. But I think now that you say it the first time it happened, I'm still like, eh, cringe. But if they had just left it at that one time, then it wouldn't have been so bad. But Mm -hmm. then he kept doing it and, like, hiding them in his little jacket. Yeah. Um,
0: (laughs) Jesus. I also... (laughs) I forgot about that. I was like, there was one that yeah. kind of came out of nowhere. I'm just like, damn, dude, what kind of stash are you packing in there?
1: Oh, another thing that was really cute, cutting back to the beginning of the episode, is when the baby, when he was running, do you remember when they ran into the yes! guy and had to get the jet pack? He was like, oh, daddy.
0: Oh, my God. It was so fucking cute. I thought the same thing. He, like, runs to him a few times. There's a lot of, like him making noises and cooing. I I love any of that action. They they pump, they hold back on it a lot, but the when they do use it, I get a lot. Of, I dig I get a kick out of it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then frog lady, she's a queen like she's so smart she rigged up the uh the what kind of droid is AP5 that
0: It's like an RA7 protocol droid I think but that doesn't matter it it's like looks logistics. like logistics Yeah it looks like AP5 but it's played by the same actor that was in the uh IT crowd Yeah
1: so she rigged him up to speak and to translate what she was saying which was so smart and I feel like she did it in about 5 seconds Right
0: she totally did
1: Yeah so that she could speak basic and like explain herself more to Mando and um, I thought it was just like a really nice story, and the Razor Crest is fucked. Holy shit! I hope he gets a new one or they get it fixed somehow. But this is what we also saw in that initial preview of it—just kind of like floating around in space with like shit open all over, yeah. and kind of hoping for the best,
0: limping its way to its destination. But is it—is am I out of line in that I'm getting really fucking annoyed with how, what a piece of shit the Razor Crest is? I'm like, just get it fixed. Can somebody just fix it? Like, it's an OCD thing for me where I'm just sick of seeing it falling apart. I just, I want them to just, I want to have that satisfaction of seeing it shiny and new again. Yeah,
1: I hope we do. I hope we do. Or maybe somehow he gets a new one or... Um, I mean, it's, it's a little, it's, it's really, really rough and I hate it. So yeah. they need to fix it and make it pretty again.
0: Yeah. I just don't, I want every memory of the spiders being inside the ship to just be like oh! blown away out of my mind. I want it to be just, I want it to go away. I hate it so much.
1: I it's a deep clean like I did with my baseboards yesterday. You know what a bitch that is?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I do. I've tried a few Ugh. times here. Try and make it better.
1: <laughs> it's painful. Yeah. It hurts my back. I wonder... If it's because I'm getting old or if it hurts everyone's back.
0: Back, knees, everything. Hips. Yeah.
1: yeah elbows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My stock of paper towels. It hurts that as well. Even though I probably have like, I don't know, 40.
0: Got you a nice stock. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. I've got a everything.
0: It's great. <sighs> yeah. So that's episode two. I don't have too much more to say on it because no, at the, at the end of the day, there's not a ton that happens in that episode. It's, again, just another Mm-mm. distraction.
1: I mean, it was just, it was nice to see like a new sentient character, you know. Yeah. Um in Frog Lady.
0: <laughs> yeah. And she was played by the same actress that uh was doing the I'm not even sure what the right word is, but she was basically wearing the suit of the character Quill Quill last season. Um I think her name is Misty Rosas and then uh the voice of the Frog Lady was Dee Bradley Baker.
1: Oh really? It
0: was, yeah.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah. What a creative name as well. I mean Frog Lady. (laughs) Frog
0: Lady. It's simple to the point. what shall
1: you be called? (laughs) Um.
0: (sighs) It's like those episodes that they use as placeholder names, and then they end up just leaving it, like Wolves in a Door. That's the stupidest fucking episode name. Sorry. Yeah. Anyway, that shit is annoying. It's just lazy. (laughs) Come up with something better. God. Um, Episode three, The Heiress. I have a lot to say on this. We talked a lot about it again with Alex and Molly last night on Star Wars Explained, but let's talk about it a little bit more, shall we?
1: Oh, we shall. Man, those Quorin are dicks. Yes. Bo-Katan looked awesome. Has fuck. Yes. Frog lady and frog husband coming back. Yay. Or meeting each other again. Yeah, Yay.
0: reuniting.
1: Yeah. Also, baby Yoda learning the value of life after playing with, I guess you could just call them tadpoles, mm-hmm. because that's what frogs make. Uh, so I think that kind of redeemed the chapter 10 You know, it shows him growing because he doesn't have concept of, he clearly didn't have a concept of potential life or babies or anything like that. So this showed him growing because they kind of sat, has a full family, which he probably hasn't have, like a whole family unit, and learned from them and like got to pet the little tadpole baby.
0: Yeah, it was really cute. It was kind of a unique thing because we don't get, you know, Baby Yoda's amazing. He's a great character. He's so fucking cute. But we don't get a ton of, like, character development from him, you know? Like, it's going to take him a long time to age into mm-hmm. anything even resembling the Yoda that we're familiar with. So, it you know, it was kind of nice to see a little a learning and teaching moment for him. I appreciated that.
1: Yeah, and it's so... This is going to sound so stupid, but I feel like he is growing a lot and he's getting much more of a personality and he's being really sassy Mm -hmm. and he's also just like being more vocal and it's kind of weird saying that about a puppet that doesn't speak yes um but just he seems more outgoing
0: well and like mando speaks to him a lot they have like he seems even if it's more it ends up being realistically more one-sided it's really cute to sort of see their conversations when he's just like no i have enough pets don't need any more I don't need any more pets tab- <laughs> pets on the damn ship that's already falling apart son like no thank you
1: yeah so why don't we go through the plot real quick Laura you want to take this one
0: sure so basically we are on uh we pick up right where we left off in episode two where we're on our way to Trask um and basically the Mandalorian <laughs> crashes into Trask um crash lands and has to be lifted out by a crane uh because again the razor crest is like just fucked. And we reunite Frog Lady and Frog Man, I guess. And um, <laughs> we head into a pub where Baby Yoda gets uh, some chowder and Mandalorian gets pointed in the direction of other Mandalorians, which is basically that they have to board a ship. This is a, a, a scene that we saw in the preview. And this ends up being a trap. The corn that are on the ship uh, basically throw the baby into a pool and there's a monster in the water and it eats baby Yoda who is in his pram, which is obviously water tight and sealed because he's totally fine after, uh, the other Mandalorians that are part of, uh, Bo-Katan squad, they show up, um, and Sasha Banks actually ends up diving into the water and saving baby Yoda. And there's a really, really cute moment where you can tell that like Dinjarin was so stressed out and so scared And when he, like, gets the baby back and he's, like, holding them, he's just, like, so relieved. And it was just this absolutely just heart-wrenchingly beautiful moment that I loved between them. I just, I I couldn't get enough of it.
1: I know. It was really upsetting.
0: It was. It was. But it was also, like, it was this horrific mix of jumbled emotions because I'm just like oh my god I know whose armor that is (laughs) and I know who those people are and oh my god the baby and oh my god Jin with the baby and oh my my god it was just like it was so overwhelmingly emotional I like could not process um and so it was really really cool but yeah then we see obviously Bo-Katan in her armor anybody who's watched the clone wars knew that this was coming because we see we know exactly who that is pulls her helmet off we see what she looks like underneath it she looks exactly like she did in the clone wars um <laughs> it's amazing and
1: yes. then they all pull their helmets off and he's like what the
0: fuck right
1: like yeah why do you wear this
0: yeah and then we learned that as it turns out as we sort of suspected um dinjarin was raised in like a very like zealous cult basically um sect of mandalorians where they were very much living in the way of the ancient mandalorians where they don't ever take off their helmets in front of living things and that i guess is like a a small sort of it sounds like a fairly small population of them but who actually knows Mm -hmm. uh she refers to him as a child of the watch which i guess is what this this cult was called And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, this this concept is now finally this confrontation that we suspected was coming all along finally happens, where the Mandalorian meets other Mandalorians and now has to sort of come to terms with the fact that the way may not be the only way, if you will.
1: Yeah, she was kind of teasing him. She's like, yep, this is the way. (laughs) Exactly.
0: I do love how she throws it in his face a few times in the episode.
1: Yeah, and I also liked that even though he's wearing a helmet, we... I still felt that he was like, oh, my God, what the ever-loving fuck? Are you kidding me? Yes. But when they took their helmets off, but there's no, you know, face to look at to see that. So yeah. that was really cool. And lots of pew-pew.
0: That was fun. Yeah. There's the whole, you know, thing where basically Din Jarn is like, hey, I have this mission. I need to return this kid to the Jedi and bo like, what do you know about the Jedi? And it ends up being, you know, their, their mission to sort of get a hold of this Imperial ship that's parked on Trask so they can get a hold of the weapons that are inside of it. Din helps them on their mission in exchange for information. Um, and then we find out that Ahsoka Tano is on some forest planet and she, Bo-Katan directs him to that planet, and they go on their merry way. She has a confrontation with one of the Imperials about the Darksaber, and he then kills himself um, so that he can't be taken to Moff Gideon, which I actually did appreciate that sort of weird... This is weird that I appreciated that this random Imperial killed himself, but I sort of did because it reminded me of Black Spire in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, Vi Maradi talks about how she has, like, a... It's like a poisonous tooth or something in the back of her mouth where if she ever gets captured and actually needs to like off herself in order to get out of a situation, she has that built into her anatomy, (laughs) Um, which is like really horrific to think about. But I, I kind of, I thought it was interesting that they brought that detail back and had it with the Imperials on, in this situation. So basically Mando goes and picks up Baby Yoda from the frog people who have been watching him while this whole steal the Imperial ship situation is happening. And... Uh, Baby and Mando jump to hyperspace to head to Corvus. And one of the panels, another panel flies off of the ship <laughs> as they're jumping to hyperspace because the fucking Razorcrest is still in such bad shape. Cut to credits. Bryce Dallas Howard directed this episode. It was written by John Favreau um, and it was extremely short. It was only about 35 minutes long total, including credits. And it was, uh, I, I wish so badly that it was longer, but it was so just Absolutely superb. I loved it.
1: Perfect execution. It really was. Yeah. Yeah. So, what do you think we'll see? Well, obviously, we know Carl Weathers is doing next week. So, are we thinking back to the Sands of Navarro?
0: I think so. And I have a feeling that because we saw in the trailer, John, I'm sorry, not John Carlo, Carl Weathers and Gina Carano together, I have a feeling we're going to see them both in episode four. And I wonder if either he's going to drop the name Ahsoka Tano again and say, hey, I'm going to go find this chick on this planet. And if they're going either of them are going to be familiar with that name, because I would think that maybe Kara Dune would be familiar with it if she was a drop soldier for the rebellion. But it kind of depends on how long she was involved with the rebellion, whether or not she would even be aware of who Ahsoka is.
1: hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. I just I have no idea what we're gonna see the next few episodes. I still think it's gonna be a a potpourri and then it's all gonna come together the last two. Yeah. Like last time. Yeah. But which is fine by me. I, I have no I have no issue with that. No. I was really surprised though that we did get Ahsoka name dropped so early. Because I'd been convinced there's going to be like nothing Ahsoka until like the last five seconds of the finale.
0: Well, you might still be right. And I wonder if maybe like there, maybe this will be motivation for maybe some of the more casual fans who watch this episode and hear that name and go, oh, that's the chick from the Clone Wars. And maybe this will motivate them to go watch some of those episodes. Mm -hmm. Because you're going to want to have that at least some background on who Ahsoka is. So I wonder maybe if we're going to get more of those hints dropped in the next couple of episodes or like we just we drop some more information about who Ahsoka is for the casual fans in the audience. And then once we actually meet here, everyone's a little bit more up to speed, um, assuming mm-hmm. that happens later in the finale.
1: Yeah, that's a good point.
0: That would be my prediction. I am, Baby Yoda needs a new pram. Uh, the one got destroyed on Trask in in this episode and now Mando's just having to carry him around so he needs to find a new something to to protect him and to keep him in
1: I think he needs a new outfit too if he's a foundling now can he not have a Mandalorian outfit with ear holes
0: yeah it's a good question I wondered about that too I was actually just thinking about that of what it would look like if baby had a Mandalorian helmet it's like I feel like (laughs) you would have to build ear holes into it or will they just fold up? Like, can you just... Or fold them down or something? Does that hurt him?
1: I feel like it'd be one of those weird, like, dog outfits, you know, where there's, like, fake legs in front? Yeah. Or something? And just kind of velcro it on? You know,
0: there has been some concept art in the in the credits that have rolled of Baby Yoda with, like, no shoes on. And we have not actually seen what's under his dress. Like, we haven't even seen his feet or anything, in like oh, the actual yeah. live action but it's really funny when they show his feet in the concept art because they're like huge <laughs> it's they're needs a makeover yeah yeah i do like mm. i think he's got that little necklace though isn't that his thing where he's got the necklace that that signifies that they're the clan of two mm-hmm. yeah maybe that's yeah. just his designation as the foundling so cute. Yes. is. Wow. He's a good baby. So I'm so excited cool. to see, like, what happens in the next episode. I think it's really cool that Carl Weathers is going to be directing. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I have a feeling we're not going to be making it to Corvus anytime soon. There's going to be more distractions along the way. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, anything else on Mando? No, no. We Again, if you guys want to hear more of our discussion and our thoughts on this episode, check out Star Wars Explained. On November 13th, we talked with Alex and Molly all about episode... Uh, three of season two the heiress and it was yeah overall we are feeling very positive about it it was definitely my favorite episode of anything i've seen of of mandalorian
1: yeah bo-katan just looked awesome as fuck yes all right uh we're kind of in the same boat exactly in the same boat has from a certain point of view empire strikes back mm-hmm. this may be an alphabet squadron too for me the stories are so long. I look at Kendall and it's like, new story, 17 minutes. And mm-hmm. I swear the one for A New Hope, they were short, like five, 10
0: minutes. This book is very big. I mean, I, I'm looking at the the hard copy of the book and it, it's, just, I mean, it's just huge. And the audiobook is 17 hours long, which is definitely on the long side.
1: I mean, that's longer than Thrawn, right?
0: It's longer than, the longer yeah, it was longer than Thrawn. It's longer than the Rogue One audiobook, which is also very long. I wasn't, I've been kind of bouncing back between like reading on the Kindle and reading, uh, listening on Audible. And I, I'm about, I think I've listened to about eight chapters or eight of eight, but I'm not going in sequence. Like if there's something that's not interesting, I'll skip over it and go to the next thing that sounds more interesting to me.
1: Yeah. And it's really interesting to me too, that the book is so big and the chapters are so long. To me, it's a total turnoff. And Empire is one of the least plot-heavy movies of them all. You know, like, when I think of it from a trivia perspective, they're not in a lot of locations. No. There's not a whole lot that happens. Yeah. Um, it's also just not my favorite movie, which, you know, could definitely be a thing, but...
0: There's no space battles, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, for a movie that has probably... that's the least complex just plot and scenery wise and character wise even too it's really long every time i have a new chapter and i just see like 20 minutes i think oh fuck and then i just fall asleep like midway through reading
0: yeah so i think i'm i'm kind of in the same boat but here's what happened to me with the first a certain point of view the one for a new hope um i i put off reading it i read a few chapters that sounded interesting i sort of enjoyed it um, but I didn't like, I didn't ever actually go back. It took me a really long time to go back and actually listen to the full thing or read the full book because I was just like, yeah, I'll, I'll get around to it. It's fine. There were stories that I skipped over cause it just didn't sound interesting. And then when I finally did go back and revisit them and revisit that book and actually listen to it or read through it all the way through, I loved it. And there were so many stories that like, hit me in a way that i just didn't expect and i'm mm. i'm i'm not very far into this empire strikes back version but i'm having the same experience so far i haven't really gotten off of hoth base yet like i'm still on echo base
1: i still read hoth Has hoth yeah <laughs> from that trivia master yeah. many moons ago
0: exactly good times um but i <clears throat> i'm i'm not very far into it i i haven't actually gotten off the planet hoth yet and i'm But the stories that I've heard so far are actually pretty good. There's one that I, um, that I really, really enjoyed. So if you're not actually going to, if you got the book, but you're, you're kind of struggling a little bit, like we are one story I would recommend because I really enjoyed it is just called Kendall, I think. Hold on, I'm gonna pull it up. Did you listen to that one? Uh,
1: no, I'm on the coffee runner who goes through tunnels and has a crush on the stable boy.
0: Oh, I I may have skipped over that one.
1: It was the one that was it was a piece of that audio excerpt that, from a, a couple weeks ago.
0: A good kiss. Yeah, I think that's what that one was. Um, the next story that's after that one is by Delilah Dawson. It's called "She Will <gasps> Keep Them Warm," and it's about the Tontons, and it's really good. Highly recommend. It's like, Aww. skip ahead if you're not enjoying them. Like the little stories like every now and then I find myself totally tuning out. And I have no idea what's going on and I just don't care. Like the one about Rogue yeah. 2, I thought I was going to be really into because I love Rogue One and I love Gary Witta, and he wrote this, but I was just like, I just, I don't, don't care about this character. Um, but Kendall yeah. is, the, call this a spoiler if you want. It, Kendall is the first name of Admiral Ozzel. And so it's a whole story from his point of view, and mm. I always had like this theory, like headcanon about Admiral Ozel and his whole deal. And I was reading the story, and I was just like, "God damn it!" I was like, you know, the story's really good, but it's like debunking my theory, which is like fine, but it's like mildly annoying. And then the more I yeah. read it, and the farther I got into it, I was like, "Oh, actually, I wasn't totally off base." Um, I don't think. Oh, nice. So it it you know, it's a hot and cold thing. I kind of bounce around and I like, I think one Mm -hmm. thing's happening and then something else happens. And I really appreciate that component or that part of the adventure of reading this book. Um, So Kendall's really good. I actually ended up like having a lot more like sort of emotional reaction to that story than I ever would have thought that I would have. Yeah. The I'm, which one am I on right now? I listened to the one about like veers and I just like, didn't like, there are some that just like, don't do it for me and I just don't care. And I listen to these because they're really good for like trivia tidbits. So I'm going to keep going and I'm going to keep listening to it. But I might do the same thing where I like just jump around into like different stories that just sound interesting. And then eventually I'll go back and do the whole thing when I have some downtime and then I'll kick myself because I put it off and I skipped over a lot of really good stories. But yeah, that's where I'm at.
1: All right. Fair. I'm glad we're on the same page. I'm super stoked to read those eight chapters of light of the jedi though
0: <laughs> yeah i mean do that you know like don't listen to something you're not like enjoying so but definitely like if if you're reading this book and you're finding yourself struggling skip ahead to kendall because it was really good it's awesome
1: i'm excited yeah yeah i just feel like i have to read it all uh but i just i don't know why they had the story i mean i i'm not crazy the stories are way longer
0: they are long yeah um, the one that like Amy Radcliffe wrote, "Hero: The uh, Heroes of the Rebellion" is twenty eight minutes long. It's very long. It- I will say it's pretty good. It's an interesting story about a journalist that's um com- that's producing propaganda for the rebellion. So I really enjoyed oh. it. Um, but it's long. And then there's one here. Oh my god, I didn't even see this. There's one here by Jason Fry called Rendezvous Point. The audio mm-hmm. is fifty nine minutes long. What the fuck? is that a short story still i don't know oh my god there's one that's an hour and seven minutes jesus christ why'd they allow i don't know you guys you gotta pump the brakes on these like i know who has the attention span for this this book is supposed to appeal to people who have no attention span because it's supposed to be short stories but that's yeah so you know you they missed the they missed it on for me on that a few times i might have to skip over those and i'll come back to them in like two years
1: yeah or just not so i don't know i'm gonna keep trying but um I, I think that's probably as much as we're gonna talk about it unless we read an awesome story because it's a lot.
0: It is. I actually restarted listening to um because I think I was talking to Aris, our our buddy Aris about Aftermath mm-hmm. um after the Cobb Vanth episode of Mandalorian and now I it, our conversation made me want to go back and listen to the audiobook of Aftermath because I read the books. Oh, and remember how yeah. like Aftermath has like it's so much into like those sentence fragments and it, I found it really ir- irritating to read. It's a lot better mm. listening to it. It's a it oh, it works a lot better in audio form. Huh. I'm enjoying the audio version of it very much, and I'm I might circle back and and start bouncing back and forth more with that one.
1: Nice. I've kind of wanted to reread those, but um, I've got to get through. I still want to get through the second Alphabet Squadron. Mm -hmm. I still want to get through this book, and then we're going to have a whole bunch of other books coming up. Yeah. And then I'm listening to an audio book on project management, so that's cool.
0: Oh, my God. That sounds so boring. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Next
1: up, listener emails. We got an email from a listener. Sylvia.
0: Hey, Alice and Laura, I found your podcast sometime during the lockdown and it has been amazing. I wouldn't call myself a Star Wars fan and am probably the only Force Toast listener who doesn't drink. In theory, there is nothing about a Star Wars happy hour that would be appealing to me. And yet, <laughs> I have been entertained by every single one of your episodes. Y'all have never Aww. not got me to laugh at in your episodes. Everything from Mithranadoodledoo to The Addams Family and Misa Vanessa) <laughs> <laughs> Oh, those are some highlights. I love it. Okay, that being said, congrats to Alice on the new job. Thank you to you both for virtually keeping me company through the podcatcher during the apocalypse and keep high on the newfound Good luck for the end of 2020. Hell yes. We absolutely will. P.S. I would like to sponsor trivs for in a future episode. Mostly animation questions as I have seen each movie only once. Use them if you want or don't. I'll always be DTFT. You can find the questions yes. here. So I um, will open that up here in a second. But PPS, I real really connected with Mando in the first episode of season two as I was mostly the person in the middle who had to bridge the gap between two sides in a group project. (laughs) Oh, good times. Episode one of season two. I love it. Uh, Episode two, however, left me with the it's over too soon feeling and that it was. Cheers. Yours ever toasty, Sylvia. Thank you so much, Sylvia. That's so nice.
1: (laughs) Oh, it is so nice. And you are a Star Wars fan. You like something with it? You've seen some of it?
0: You're a fan. Exactly. So
1: thanks for listening to us. This was just such a nice email.
0: I know. I love that. <laughs> I'm like, that's so encouraging that somebody would see a Star Wars Happy Hour and not be in just like the Star Wars movies, not be a big drinker and still listen to us. I, I very much appreciate that. So thank you.
1: Aw. Okay. We have... Um, trivia from her, and the document is trivs, 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 uh, all right. Uh, let's see. Oh, 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 they're divided nicely, mostly rebels for Laura, mostly clone wars for me. Beautiful. So, who should go first? I think it's, I think you should ask me first. Yeah,
0: I was gonna say, I think that's, I think it's that time. Okay, for Alice, mostly Clone Wars, let me make my screen bigger because I am, like, getting old. Um, okay, <laughs> question one. Other than the human, name the species of three younglings from the Ahsoka and the Younglings arc.
1: Mm. There's a Wookiee. Yes, there is. There is a Rhodian. Yes, there is. And there is a... Not a Moncala, is there? There's not. Um.
0: Can I give you a hint?
1: twilight No. Yeah, give me a hand. H- Hammer. Oh fuck. I forgot what those are called. Uh If Ith- Ithlor- thorian Yes,
0: thorian is the is one of the other ones. So she also Yay. has Nautilin and Thalothian uh listed as other mm-hmm. options. So yeah, that is a that's a damn good question for someone who doesn't consider them a Star Wars fan. I love it. Uh Hell yeah. And nicely appealing to Alice's favorite arc in the Clone Wars. That's lovely. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Okay, so question two. What does Pong Krell say after he is first surrounded in the tower by clones in Umbara? Oh Jesus Christ. Um I want me to repeat it. Uh
1: no, I'm I'm reading the question. Uh You fools, I have zero idea.
0: It's treason then oh well that's a
1: nice callback
0: it is good times oh, okay yay clone okay. wars uh, okay question number three name the two 212 clones who find and help a young Numa on Ryloth
1: let's see oh this was a sweet sweet episode it
0: was
1: oh and I can picture them I just don't know who they are
0: I would never know this Wolf and Gregor uh, close on the W waxer and boil.
1: Okay, I remember they give her like a little cheese stick, like string <laughs> cheese stick team, or
0: beef jerky. Yum! Now I want string cheese. Um, question number four: Where in the Clone Wars do we see the Grand Inquisitor as a Jedi Temple guard? This is like kind of like Ahsoka's trial. Yes, is that the yeah, okay. yes. Yeah. Uh, during the tr- actually, it's she says it's during the trial of Barris Offy. He's one of the guards who walk in with her. Mm. Close enough. Well, they both had trials. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well done. All right. You got nice. one more question. Question five from Sylvia: yeah. How many Star Wars characters has John Favreau been credited for playing?
1: Five. Mm, you
0: got two too many. Three. Oh, you know what? She has no. I'm sorry, I misread it. I thought she had the same question, the same answer twice. So it's three. It's Pre Vizsla, Paz Vizsla, who's in The Mandalorian, and Rio Durant mm-hmm. from Solo. Got it. Got it. Okay. Love All it. All right,
1: these are amazing questions. Fuck yeah. Yeah,
0: love animation questions. That's so great. Okay, I'm going to um not look at my questions, so I'm just gonna scroll away. Go for it.
1: Okay. Number one. How does the Bendu describe Thrawn's defeat?
0: Ooh. i feel like the word cold is in there Uh uh-huh i see you in a cold wrapped in a wrapped in the arms of a cold defeat or something like that
1: Oh my god, you are so close. Like many arms surrounding him in a cold embrace.
0: Oh my god, yes. All right, close enough. That's cool. Yeah, (laughs) half point. Yeah.
1: Doing my style. Uh, Name the Ugnat who aided Hondo through seasons three and four. Oh, fuck.
0: Mm. Hmm. I can't think of it. All I can hear is Hondo being like, the situation is no longer profitable. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Hondo. Oh,
0: God. Okay. It was on the
1: tip of your tongue. It felt like you were starting to say the first letter.
0: Yeah, I don't have it. I don't know. Melch. Yeah, I never would have got that. I love that, but that's, na- that's a name for one of the writers of Star Wars Rebel, Stephen Melching. Oh. Good to know. Okay.
1: Oh yikes! Uh, which planet do the rebels have their base temporarily set up on in season two?
0: Okay, season two. It's Before Kanan is blinded, where are they? Hmm. It's not Adel. It's not Adelon, is it?
1: Starts with a G.
0: Oh. It's not Garel, is it?
1: Yes. Is it? Yes.
0: Oh, yay! yay. Thanks for the hint.
1: <laughs> of course, I'll of take course. it. I'm loving these questions. I am this too. Fun. All right. What organization does Katsu Onyo, is that a high pronunciation? I think so. Uh, work for when she reunites with Sabine for the first time. Is
0: it Black Sun? Ding, ding, ding! Yay!
1: Okay. Oh, this is fun. Name two types of ties that we see with foldable S-foils. One is from Rebels and one is from Mando.
0: Um, one of them is the tie defender, right? No? Damn it. I don't know. Um... I, I don't know the Mandalorian one. I know people referenced it, but I just uh, I don't bother to learn the ships because it's never going to come up in trivia with Shimoda.
1: <laughs> so Moff Gideon's is evidently called an Outland TIE. Okay, cool. And the Inquisitor's is TIE Advanced V1.
0: Oh, okay. That's like the same. V-1. uh I think that's the same thing that Vader had in Empire, but maybe not. <laughs> he had a TIE Advanced fighter, but there was no V after it. So many ties. I know. So many ties. One might say too many ties.
1: <laughs> but too many ties. Yeah. Is
0: that was that it? Was that five for me?
1: Yeah, that's it. awesome Yay. Thank
0: you, Sylvia. That was so, so nice. That was so fun. Love animation questions and you definitely stumped us on some of them. Uh thank you for some hints, Alice.
1: <laughs> well, thank you for some hints. Yeah, yeah it was a good mix. That mm-hmm. was awesome. Thanks so much.
0: Well done. Yay.
1: Okay. Cool. So, what to expect from our next episode? It will be out December 1st. We're recording the weekend after Thanksgiving. It'll be episode 49. Whoa, Nellie. 49's a lot.
0: (laughs) We're going to also be talking about The Mandalorian chapters 12 and 13. That's episodes 4 and 5 of season 2.
1: And we'll get to the Lego holiday special that will probably bring us so much joy and i feel like i'm gonna watch it multiple times for some reason oh
0: 100 yeah we're gonna have to like dive deep into all of the good stuff happening in that so it'll be two weeks old by that point but that's okay we're excited to talk about it in detail anyway it'll be uh it'll be solid i think
1: and then whatever news comes out maybe some reading if we get around to the high republic stuff who knows yeah. but that's what we've got so far for next episode
0: sure um i think i went first on toast two last week do you want to go first this week or i can i can go first i don't care
1: my toast too is well i'm just happy to be working again and also i've been deep cleaning my house and i've found a really good spotify playlist of christmas music and normally i hold off on christmas music until the day after thanksgiving super strict about it but for some reason this week christmas music just felt right
0: Yeah. I mean, I think for me, I just like needed that little extra joy in my life. And so I started like literally before Halloween, I was like listening to Christmas music, but I have no strict rules when it comes to it. I always start early. I'm just one of those. So you guys can just suck my nuts. I don't care. Um, so I want to, uh, so is that all you have on toast too? I feel like you've also been doing a lot of like shopping lately, which must be nice because I feel like you also, you didn't buy anything for like, an y- entire year. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I went shopping at uh, Banana Republic Factory Outlet, and I got some, like, cute fuzzy things to wear whenever I sit on a Zoom call.
0: Right on. In your cold apartment. Yeah,
1: and I'm getting better at my um, – I'm getting better at eyeliner. And I have some really good Christmas tree smelling candles.
0: Yay. Yeah. That's fun. What do you have? Okay, I've got two toast, two things. Um, and you're really going to like the second one, so get ready. Uh-oh. Um, okay, my first thing is that I uh, – Mads Mikkelsen has been in the news recently because he's rumored to be replacing Johnny Depp as Grindelwald in the Fantastic Beast films. And um, I think that's just kind of really funny because I've been rewatching the show Hannibal uh, that was on NBC uh, from 2013 to 2015. It was incredible. Um, As much as I like really loved the season two finale of that show, I actually somehow forgot how truly incredible that that episode is. It's like one of the best episodes of any TV show I've ever seen. Um it's it's, really? it's amazing. Hannibal's on Netflix right now, you guys. If it's it starts a little bit slow, like the first co- half of season 1's a little bit slow. Power through it, though because I'm telling you that show is so good. If you appreciate like good production value and you're not squeamish at all, <laughs> um and you're a fan of Mads Mickelson Mads as an actor, he played Galen or so in Rogue One. He's an amazing actor in Who's the other guy? Will Graham is played by Hugh Dancy, who's married to Claire Danes. Um, and he's oh. he's awesome. He's doing an American accent, which is sort of weird, but it works. But yeah, th- get through season one and then buckle up because you are in for a ride for season two. It's so fucking good. If you're looking for a new TV show, Hannibal on Netflix. Look it up. Me. Me. Yes. Love it.
1: You have to watch You're the Worst, though.
0: I do need to watch that. It's on my list. I, I, I promise I do have intentions of watching it at some point. The other thing I wanted to mention in my toast, too, and this one's partially for you. I discovered this thing. I read this article on apartmenttherapy.com, this website that we're both obsessed with. And it's about this thing called Buy Nothing. And it's basically Facebook groups in local communities that are... It's basically just gifting so it's like if you're cleaning out your house and you've got a bunch of shit you want to get rid of, you go on this on this Facebook group for whatever neighborhood you live in. Like I live in Logan Square. There's an entire buy nothing group just for Logan Square. There's probably one for Lakeview. There might be one for what? Boys Town. Yeah. Or Lincoln Park probably has its own. But it's basically just like people will post things that they're like, hey, I'm in need of this. I need like a new set of plates. I need a new speaker. I need this or that. Um, and people can go in and like you can be like, hey, I actually have that. Like, why don't you contact me? Or you can be like, hey, I have all of this, like, wall art that I don't like anymore. It's up for grabs. If anybody wants it, I'll leave it down by the dumpster. It's all yours. It's stuff like that. And people will, like, come and get it. And it's basically this whole thing. Like, there's no exchange of money. There's no trading. There's no nothing like that. It's strictly just giving shit away for free to people in your neighborhood in order to, like, eliminate, you know, environmental waste by having people drive and having to ship things to different places. They're very strict about wanting to keep it to your neighborhood and it's just, it's my favorite thing. I'm obsessed with that. I look through the thing every day to be like, what can I give to people? I need to fucking clean the shit out of my apartment because there's just too much shit in this place. And so I'm like really excited to just start like purging all my things.
1: <laughs> oh my God. That is the coolest shit ever. Right?
0: You've got to look into it. You'll die. Yeah.
1: Cause I've got to get rid of my old second monitor. So maybe I can get rid of that and then find something I want to kind of, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's totally awesome. I mean, like people will post like baby clothes that like their kids have grown out of. They'll be like, hey, Mm -hmm. I have a sander that I'm getting rid of. If you're a big DIYer and want to buy a sander, have at it. I've got or not buy a sander. I will give it to you for free. I will leave it downstairs and you can come get it. And that's the whole thing. Like people will have like cuttings of plants that they're growing and they'll like give them away to people. Like it's just it's just this incredible thing. And I love (laughs) that it's all like super local and just like this whole thing could just shut down the entire economy of the entire world. We could all put Amazon out of out of business and just do this.
1: Have you gotten a cutting of a plant or given a bud?
0: No, I could do that. But my whole thing is that I've been propagating a bunch of my plants so that I can give them away as gifts to, like, my friends and stuff. And so that has been um, my... My uh my project for the quarantine is to try and propagate all my plants, which I've been pretty successful at. But I've Got mentioned it. that to my sister, and she was like, you are not allowed to bring any more plants into this house. And I was like, fuck you. I'm going to bring more plants in. Fresh air. I love plants. And stuff. Yeah. Fresh air. Yeah. It cleans the air.
1: Yeah. Purpose. I I have no plants. Or if I do have plants, they're like things that are fake or dried and, you know, not not living. I don't have to take care no of them. No
0: judgment. I was, I was... I'm a... I have no problem with fake plants. Like not a big, you know, it's one of those things where I just kind of like the aesthetic. So no judgment if you just don't want to have to care for them. but definitely look into buy nothing groups in your local community. Um, Especially (sighs) this time of year when people are like, you know, if you did a spring cleaning or a summer cleaning and all of your shit still piled up in your living room and you haven't figured out what to do with it yet, start looking into a buy nothing group in your community and see if you can just start giving shit away.
1: Yeah, that's fucking awesome. I love it. I'm obsessed. And a good tip.
0: Yes, I'm obsessed with it. I check it all the time, multiple times a day. I'm just like, what do you want? What do you want? What does anybody want?
1: <laughs> I feel like I feel like someone should just make it into an app and take it off of Facebook. Guys, don't steal my idea. Maybe I'll hire a developer to do it for me and then we can co-do it and become rich and not have to work anymore yep
0: yeah we'll just like make money somehow off of people giving away their shit for free
1: that's a good point. point five dollar
0: dollar membership fee annual yeah there it is like a
1: monthly monthly fee yeah, yeah.
0: we'll be rich in 10 years or less <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> maybe
0: exactly
1: <laughs> all right well that's it thanks for sticking with us hope you had fun this was a a fun episode for us. We're starting to get into that dreary season of the year, but if you like what you hear, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, give us a rating on Apple Podcast and just kind of spread the news. Tell people you like us, retweet stuff, all those good things.
0: Yeah, we gained a lot of new followers this week after our Star Wars explained appearance, so if you're a new listener, that's just you know coming to our show for the first time welcome and thank you so much for making it this far and for checking us out definitely find our show on twitter and instagram if you haven't already we're at Force toast pod you can email our show if you want to send us trivia or just drop us a line to say hello that's ForceToastPod toast at gmail.com and you can subscribe to our show anywhere that you find a podcast iHeartRadio, radio public stitcher overcast spotify apple podcasts of course Uh, We're everywhere that you can find us.
1: This is Alice and Laura, and we are
0: not signing off. Stop
1: it, boss.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That was, like, really perfect, actually. Good for you. You found love. What what am I getting out of this? Nothing? Oh good, okay.
1: Cake and dancing I to a wonderful guess. DJ.
0: Yeah, exactly. We're gonna do the Macarena at some point. So I've got Sitting that. at a table
1: with olds. Yes.
0: Yeah. Put me next to Aunt Karen, that's my favorite.